Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey friends, Dr. Motley here with the Ancient Health Podcast. And today we're going over part two of frequency medicine. In part one, we talked about how the body carries electrical signals. And those electrical signals travel up and down the body, left and right, through pathways called meridians. In Chinese medicine and acupuncture, the meridians are small pathways that are traveling throughout the body, around the body, to give energy to the muscles, the arteries, the lymph nodes, and the organs. So the electron movement carries information. We oftentimes think that the only way we can get information about the internal body is through blood work or through CAT scans or x-rays, which are all beneficial. But now there are devices that can actually tell us what types of frequencies are traveling through the body. And not only that, but what frequencies are coming off of the body. So you have electricity. Yes, electricity. It's called bipolar electricity that's running in two directions up and down or left and right. And as the body is being nourished by this electrical signal, that electrical signal is carrying wavelengths and amplitude. Now, I don't want to get too complicated, but consider your body like a house. If you turn on the switch in your house to get electrons up into the light bulb, the light bulb turns on because the electrons got up to the bulb to make what? Light. So, The the speed of the electron traveling through that wire determines how big of a field comes off the wire. Yes, the speed. The speed creates a vibration. And the vibration pattern literally creates a field, electrical field around the wire. And then it starts to act like a magnetic pole, north and south pole. And when they combine, they're called an electromagnetic field. So the movement of the electrons through these meridian points are basically creating small electromagnetic fields all around the body and then you can actually start to measure the information coming off of the electromagnetic field. Remember, when electrons are passing through the body and they create the field, your body is carrying information in the form of wavelengths and amplitude. Your body is composed of piezoelectric crystals throughout the skin, throughout the fascia, throughout your DNA. And this crystalline formation measures and carries light. It carries light amplitude. So we're composed of material that is there to help us transmit frequencies. So as amplitude and frequency is coming off the body, think about the waves of the sea. How high a wave is coming off the ocean or off the ocean surface. How far is the distance between the waves? How high are the waves? Now, how high the waves are tells us what the amplitude or the strength of that wave is. How far apart tells us how many minutes or seconds are between each wave. That's frequency. So frequency is the distance, the amplitude or the height of the wave is how strong or the strength of the signal. Now those two components of a wave can tell you about information. It can tell you what's going on inside the body. So certain organs, certain muscles, Certain tissues give off their own specific frequencies. They're measurable. So a tendon has a different frequency than a ligament, and a ligament has a different frequency than a muscle. So you start to see 
that they all have their resonant frequency, the frequency that they like to exist at. Now, what happens if you get an infection? What happens if you get a blockage in the meridian system? Would the vibration or the frequency of a muscle or a ligament change because it's not getting enough electrical signals? Or if an infection is blocking the signal from getting to the muscle or the tendon or ligament? Yes, it would. So you have a normal resonant frequency and something is blocking the energy from getting to that tissue and the tissue's frequency can actually speed up in inflammation or a fever or it can slow down in weakness or numbness and tingling. So the beauty of it is now they are measuring frequencies that come off tissue. And not only that, they're actually measuring frequencies that can come off, let's say, an imbalanced organ. And it can tell you if an organ is imbalanced, like the spleen or the liver or the pancreas. And that's what Chinese medicine has been doing for thousands of years. It has been measuring through pulse points, through tongue diagnosis, through looking at the skin, through smelling the skin because the body can give off certain scents. They're using the frequencies that come off the body to give an idea of what's going on internally. So when the body is giving off these frequencies and you can measure it, let's say the frequencies are showing a sick organ. I think it's very cool now that they're using devices to also measure frequencies that come off certain types of infections. So in Canada, they use different types of UV lights and there are many hospitals are using UV light to actually kill bacteria, staph and strep. How? Well, when you find the resonant frequency of an infection, the vibration pattern, and you can match the frequency of that infection, let's say it's 472 nanometers, and you're like, what does that mean, doc? Well, if this vibration pattern of bacteria is like this, and you can measure it and send the same wavelength from a generator device, a radio generator device, or you can send it through electrical signals, like through a microcurrent unit, you can actually speed up and amplify the signal within the infection. Does it make sense? So it's doing this, and you speed it up because you match the frequency. So you're making it get all the energy you can because you're matching its frequency. And when it speeds up, it actually is too much for the infection, and it'll pop open. It'll actually kill off the infection. Now, you have to be careful and mindful when they do this with a UV light, like in the hospital setting, because it can cause too much die-off. But they're using, not just in the body, they're using it in the surface of the areas within the hospital, which is really, really fascinating to me because now they're trying to identify what are specific wavelengths, lights, tones, what are the specific things they're giving off from the infections. So now we're starting to see how not only can the body give off certain types of frequencies, how can certain infections give off certain frequencies, then you can find out what the areas are matched with what infections. So if you can measure the wavelengths off the body with certain devices, and I'm not trying to plug a device, but you're starting to see devices like the Healy or um, the AO scan, certain electrodermal scanning devices, and when they can measure and find out there's an imbalanced organ, and if they can find out if there's any type of frequency that may give indication of the presence of symptoms of an infection, then you can start to match them and start to see what is going on in the body. We can start to say, well, this organ's imbalanced and there could be the presence of an infection. And the beauty of how it works with Western medicine is then when you start to identify it, you don't try to act like the solve all. You say, okay, let's find a lab that can go in and find lab work or blood work 
and try to identify if that infection or if that organ is imbalanced. And that's what I love about Chinese medicine. It's the fact that we can actually take information that we learn through a pulse point or through some of these devices that we have started to use with frequency medicine and see if it matches with what the blood work shows or with what hormonal levels show. And so as we measure the frequencies that come off the body, we're starting to see that the whole new realm of frequency medicine mixed with Western medicine is to have devices that can measure not only the tissue, but also the hormonal and blood sugar levels. So you're starting to see a movement and a development in this direction to where you can start to see your, your iPhone or your smartphone can be hooked up to a device that's on your arm and the, the, the device can be a blood sugar monitor. So the blood sugar can actually be transmitted through a frequency to your phone. And the phone will measure the amplitude and the wavelength of the signal. And that is basically read through the phone to give you a number of how much glucose is in the blood. I could go into the technicality of it about how a signal hits a glucose molecule and reverts it back to the device to allow it to read how much glucose is in the blood. But that is a beautiful technology, but that is another discussion for another time. But I want you to see how not only blood sugar can be measured, but now top-level athletes are starting to use devices that can actually measure the infrared quality or the oxygen level of the blood that uses infrared to measure the oxygen levels. So you can actually have a device like an O2 meter put on your finger to measure the oxygen in the body through small wavelengths coming off the device and measuring your blood. So we're starting to see this movement, which is fascinating because it's less invasive and it doesn't hurt as bad as getting your finger pricked every time you want to get your diabetes checked. So they do a small device in the arm and it can stay there for two to three weeks and you can use your phone to measure your blood sugar. And you'll start to see, in my opinion, that they're going to be able to have devices like this more and more in the hospitals. I was always fascinated in hospitals how they could measure your brain activity and an EEG or an EKG and how the heart can be measured by small devices that are hooked up to the chest or to the brain. Why? The body is giving off wavelengths. It's giving off sound. It's giving off electrical signals. And those electrical signals are doing what? Transmitted through the skin. And the skin picks up on the changes in wavelengths and voltage, and it's transmitted through a wire and showed by wavelengths on a screen. We've had this technology for so many years, and so now we're starting to see this movement where it's going to be even more precise, even more, even more specified for certain organs and tissues, and maybe even infections to help with what? Identification of infections within a hospital to help clean it up or within a clinic. So you'll start to see that when we can get more and more wavelength identification, there'll be probably more or less invasive uh, practices. But even if it's less invasive, it has as much or even more information. So there's going to come a time where we're going to have more information. And I think there's going to be devices, which they've already shown in Europe, where individuals can go in and measure frequencies off certain parts of the body and find out like a shoulder has a torn tendon or a torn ligament. 
just by the frequencies given off by that area. Now, can devices mend those? That's a good discussion. Maybe it's a little in-depth, but what happens is whenever it, a body gives off a signal within a muscle tissue that's aberrant or that's not in a balanced state, what you can do if it's very low in frequency, you can put a resonant frequency within the tissue and help it vibrate at a higher rate. So you put a microcurrent unit on or a TENS unit. And if you stimulate the muscle at the right resonant frequency, it'll help the mitochondria produce more ATP and more energy. So then you start to see that as you start to develop more energy within the muscle, it will rebuild faster. That's why a lot of top-level athletes use microcurrent or they'll use infrared or they'll use certain types of combinations where they'll do infrared or microcurrent or TENS unit along with the hyperbaric chamber. They increase the frequencies, the resonant frequency of the tissue, get it stronger, and put oxygen into the tissue. And they repair so much quicker and faster. So the combinations now can be used with supplementation and in Western medicine, certain forms of medication. And you can have where PT, chiropractic, acupuncture can all be used in a format that they can all benefit each other. So frequency medicine is going to be a new wave in healthcare that's coming up in the, in the future. And I just wanted to show you how wonderfully made the body is. I do want to go over the bloodstream because when we are talking about just wavelengths and light, we can also forget that or separate it from the fact that these wavelengths and light come from electrical patterns, but they also come through blood flow. So when your blood is traveling through your body, the blood flow is literally carrying electrical signals. Your erythrocytes, your red blood cells, they can actually have polar ends. And it's been measured, it shows in research, you can research it yourself, that the blood, the blood cells actually have quite a bit of salt, they have hemoglobin, and they have proteins in water. So your plasma is made of salt water. The intensity or the amounts of salt and the amounts of hemoglobin within a blood cell determines how much it conducts electricity. And that electricity is different within different species, different within a cat, a horse, a cow, a human. But those can be measured off of the blood. In Chinese medicine, they say that wherever blood flows, electri electricity flows. So the blood is flowing and electricity is flowing with the blood. And they talk about always trying to open up the blood flow, open up circulation. So if you ever had an injury in a shoulder or an elbow from a sports accident, the congealing or the hindrance of blood hinders the electrical signals going through the bloodstream. But it also prevents or keeps the electrical flow around the artery and through the tissue, through the meridian system, from flowing efficiently. So you always have to open up the joint. You always have to get fascia work or acupressure or acupuncture to get the joint back in mobility. So if you have an old injury, it's really beneficial to get PT, chiropractic, kinesiology, to get acupuncture pressure and get those areas cleaned up and opened up so that the blood can flow through them. And then the electrical signals flow through the bloodstream and through and around the muscles and ligaments and tendons, and you'll see quite a bit of recovery. The cool thing is, again, there are devices that they're using in Western medicine and sports physiology that can measure the frequency output of a muscle, the electrical conductivity of muscle. What are they measuring? They're measuring the electrical signals of the meridian system going through the muscle, through the fascia. And so now 
open up the blood flow. You can measure it. That's the physical structural, but you're also affecting the electrical signals, which can be measured as well. But you're starting to see how they intermesh and intertwine. So can we get to a point in our healthcare system and in our culture today where both Eastern and Western medicine meet, where they benefit each other? I think we're going to that uh, arena, but I think there's still more room for improvement. So I hope this information is helpful and beneficial. I want you guys to get the idea of getting more movement and more circulation from this podcast, because with all of this, it all depends on circulation and movement. Look into myofascial bodywork, look into your acupressure, get the old injuries stabilized and treated because those can cause disruption in the electrical signals throughout the body, throughout your house body, right? And you want those things to move properly because if you don't, information can't be carried through the system. We want to do another podcast with this through the fascial system. The fascial system is very important, but it talks about how fascia literally is connected to the DNA. And the fascia is a huge conductor of electricity. It's made of proteins and water, has some salt, it has some sugars in there, and it conducts electrical signals, especially emotional signals. So with this information, remember, movement, myofascial movement, work on your blood flow, get acupressure, acupuncture, make sure you take those supplement and those herbs to help you heal up those old injuries. Even look into finding a practitioner that does frequency medicine. Uh, even research the AO scan or the Healy on your own behalf. We don't get any kickback from it. We're not promoting them. But this is a realm that I love to research because if you can help um, the body heal just by using electrical signals, sound, wavelengths, light sources, like when you use a Holosync, when you use those types of frequencies, you're seeing how it helps benefit the body. We're made up of electricity. We're made up of blood and cells but you can affect the body through the wavelengths, through the frequencies. Guys, let us know what you think about this podcast. If you want to hear more about frequency medicine, remember it's just through experience and through what information I've seen. I love to talk about clinical research because I see it every day when I'm in the office. And if you have any extra questions, if you need any extra info, you can also visit us at the Health Institute on Instagram. And you can check out my feed, Dr. Motley, spelled out on Instagram as well. DM us if you have any questions. I hope you have a blessed day. Let's talk soon. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.